Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the OG Therapy Podcast. Welcome to the OG Therapy. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of OG Therapy, but this is a very special episode because this is our first episode with the whole team on the call. We've got, we'll, we'll go old, we'll go oldest to youngest. Okay, how's that sound? <laughs> Kenneth, I'm just kidding. Okay, Scott's not the oldest. <laughs> guess, guess out of all of us four, well, out of those three besides me, who's the oldest? Jason Hewlett. Jason, mm. the original speaker OG. Friend, friend and teammate Jason Hewlett. Then we got Rojo. Then we got K Scott. And this is OG Therapy. So for all you guys out there wondering what we've been doing and what's going on, you're about to learn more about it. But most importantly, you get to see the whole entire team interact because when you hire us to come out and speak to your business, come to assemblies for your parent nights, for your high schools, teacher trainings, whatever it is that you need, that this is a uh, this is the group of guys you're going to get. So if you don't like what you got here, well, then definitely don't hire us. But you do like it, hit us up. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, getting into the podcast today, we're going to split it up. We're going to um, uh, answer a parent question. And then we're going to do another se separate podcast. And I'll be released a few days afterwards. We'll answer another teen question. So from now on, we'll be doing parent questions, teen questions. And we're also going to be throwing in some business questions, more specifically questions customer service type questions, how to deal with stuff internally inside your business. We have a lot of those questions, but as we do more presentations with um, people in whatever their industry is, we'll highlight a couple of those questions, start answering those in the very near future as well. But today we're going to start off with the good old fashioned parent question. Jason's got the question for us. Why don't you cue it up for us, Jason? Yeah, I got to put on my glasses since I'm the old guy around. <laughs> the wise man. Old man. No, let's get you a staff, Moses. <laughs> where's, my, where's my glasses? All right. Keep your dentures in. Keep your dentures in. <laughs> All right. This question comes from a couple of parents that I was talking with about dating in high school. Is it recommended my son or daughter have a boyfriend or girlfriend in high school? And if they do, regardless of what we tell them, what can we do about it if we don't feel it's a good idea? Okay, well, this is an interesting question because they said high school, and high school spans over a number of years, right? Some high schools start in ninth grade. That's a different age than if someone was a junior or senior in high school. You guys agree with that, right? I mean, it's I agree. I agree. A, a big difference between a 14-year-old and a 17-year-old. Right. Big difference. Maturity, development, all those things. So... Even though it's a very general question, I'll start off with the basic things that I tell all the families that come in that have these confrontations with their kids, because usually kids want to date sooner than their parents want them to. And in mm -hmm. fact, a lot of times kids will hold hands with someone. They're like playing house with dating. You know, they're in, they're in, it starts in elementary school with some kids, other kids in middle school is like, hey, we'll be my girlfriend. Okay. Uh, okay. We're together, <laughs> but they never even talk to each other. And then two weeks later, let's break up because I'm tired of everybody asking us if we're together, if we kiss or this and that. And it's just stressful, right? Mm -hmm. So th those I don't really consider that that's, that's playing house. Those aren't really dating situations. So I think most parents realize that. Most parents don't get too worked up about that. But here's when it becomes a problem. When all of a sudden your kids start showing up 
with another kid and they only want to hang out with that kid. And you start to think, hmm, they said they were, and I'm doing air quotes for people who can't see this. They said they were just friends. Can I invite my friend to our family barbecue? Can I invite my friend over to the house for this? Can I invite my friend for this? And then parents are scratching their hand going, they really like this friend a lot. I see the eyes, the, the batting, the, they're holding on to each other, right? Most teenagers aren't going to just go straight up to their parents and say, hey, listen, I'm dating this person. They're going to try to like pretend that it's not happening. So they're, we're just friends, right? Mm -hmm. Parents know the difference. Well, what I tell parents in these situations is, of course, we've talked about this in other episodes. So one, one fundamental thing of this, always remember, always err on the side of the relationship. So as a parent, if, if you're worried about your kid dating, and let's say you think they're dating behind your back, and uh, they're, they're trying to slide one in like in that scenario, don't come at them with, hey, listen, you know you're too young to date. And if we find out that you're dating this person, then you're going to be grounded. You're in trouble. Because if you do that, you're just going to teach your kid how to be a better liar. That's it. You're saying, I'm not, I'm not negotiable. I'm not rational. I'm going to pretend that we don't live in a world where you're attracted to other people. And I'm going to tell myself that if I stop you from dating, somehow I'm going to protect you from all the ills and all the hurt and pain in the world. Mm. No, we're talking about competency here. So I suggest, and I, I really want uh, Jason away on this because um, Jason out of this group is the only one that has teenagers that are dating. And so he can, he can weigh in on this. Instead of acting like it's this thing that you're pretending you don't know that they're doing, I think you should pull your kid aside and say, listen, in the past, we've talked about dating rules. I know here in Utah, specifically um, with the Mormon religion, um, suggesting that uh, parents have their kids wait till 16 years old to date, that that's been like the blanket statement for many, many years. So if we use that age and we say, okay, the parent says, you know, in the past, the rule has always been 16 years old is when you can date. However, I got to be honest with you. <clears throat> what means more to me, whether if you're 16, 16 and a half, or 15 and a half, is our relationship, if, if we can just be open and honest with each other. Because mm. the last thing I want you to do is to have a crush on someone. By the way, I know you can't help who you have a crush on. You can't. Right? If people could help who they had a crush on, many of us wouldn't have funny stories of dating experiences in the past. Right, like you just get a crush on someone, you don't know why you fall for someone, you just do, right? That's real. And so, in those scenarios, I tell parents, said, just say things like that. I know you can't help who you have a crush on, this and that. And also, I know that sometimes things move really fast. But instead of us pretending like there's there's something not going on when there really is, I want you to come and talk to me. Let's say this is a parent that knows their kid has a crush on someone. There's something going on. They've been tipped off by the, the siblings narc their kid, their sibling out, right? <laughs> yep. A neighbor said, oh, you know, so-and-so, I saw them at the park <laughs> last night. Uh, like, oh, really? Last night at the park, right? So instead of coming at them now, we just go, hey, we're in a relationship here where if you haven't trusted me in the past, I apologize. I want you to trust me. And, you know, if there's things you've done in the past that caused me to lose my trust, I want to start off on a, a new slate. So... I have a feeling and a hunch that, you know, perhaps you might have feelings for this person. And if you do, I, I want you to talk about it. Cause one thing that's not good in a relationship is secret relationships. Mm -hmm. Secret relationships will actually cause kids to do more inappropriate, specifically sexually inappropriate things than open relationships. When I say open, I mean open to the public, right? Think right. about it. If you got a, an adult 
that's having an affair, right? And they're having an affair and they have they have this, let's say it's a, a man and he's, he's got a, a girlfriend on the side. She knows he has a, a wife and this is this whole entire thing on the side. Well, that secret is so taboo. There's so much behind it that creates this like devilish sort of like, okay, we got to do it. And so I compare it like that with teenagers because teenagers obviously aren't, you know, in a marriage relationship, but when they have to keep a secret from everyone else, they're living in shame. Mm. And when you feel ashamed, it's easy to say, screw it. I'm already going to get in trouble. Screw it. I'm already doing something really bad. I might as well go even harder. I might as well, you know, you know, do smoke this or do that or whatever it may be. You're less likely to do those things if you have an open relationship with your parents. Another thing that helps from an open relationship. If you're a parent and you don't like the person that your kid is dating, you say, well, you shouldn't be dating anyways. I didn't give you permission. Well, why are you dating this person? You fight back and forth with them. Guess what happens if your kid ends up having a problem in the relationship and the whole entire time you've been telling them that this person's bad for them. They've been protecting and defending their relationship from you as a parent Mm -hmm. for weeks, months. Now, how could they stop, look towards their relationship, say, this relationship isn't really good for me. I'm going to go back to my parents, tell them that they're right, tell them I should have listened to them, and you know this person actually has not been good for me. That's really hard. I've had a lot of teenagers... Their ego, their pride, that's really hard because now they look like a hypocrite. Now it's a personal thing between them and their parent. They have to make the relationship work so they don't look stupid. That's a good point. Okay. So in all those, they all have one thing in common, the relationship. How does the parent approach it? So to answer this question, and I want to hear Jason weigh in in a second, I don't really care so much on the age, meaning like within reason. Like if you have a 14-year-old and they're like, boy crazy and stuff like that to say, no, you can't date till 16 and you shut down any conversation whatsoever about dating. Well, then that's on you as a parent. Mm-hmm. You have to get comfortable to talk of your kid talking about that they, have, that they have a crush, that they like someone. Now, obviously you don't want your kid to be inappropriate, but if you allow your kid to express and share, share those things, your, the kid's excitement, every kid that likes someone, they want to tell the world. They don't want to keep it a secret. It's better off that your kid trusts you so much that they can tell you, I like them. They asked me to be their girlfriend or their boyfriend, whatever, you know, whatever that title would be for them. And you as a parent just sit there and listen and say, okay, well, I'll tell you what, if this means a lot to you, there's something we really want, and we got to talk about some things that we're going to have to agree to because you know I'm not just going to say, yes, go ahead and date whoever you want, even though it's earlier than the age that I want you to date them. You're not going to do that as a parent. So let's talk about it. What does dating look like for you? What is and it's it's a good opportunity to get information from your kid about what their where their emotional and mental maturity is at. Because a lot of kids, you know, they could be 18 years old and they shouldn't be dating anyone. Right? Like age really is not as important as their mental and emotional maturity. Mm-hmm. I know some 14-year-olds like, man, they're way they go, they do their homework, they go show up on time, they do all these things, blah, 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 whatever. And then some other 18-year-olds are like, oh, picking their nose. I don't know what the hell they want to do with their life. So I'm going to be like a – I'm going to like create a T-shirt company. It's going to be like – it's not a T-shirt company. It's going to be like a movement, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and you're like, what? Like, what the, I've been hearing that for decades. Like, it's not going to be a company. It's going to be like a movement. I'm like, oh, really? A movement? Uh, off this one slogan that you made up with your friends? So point being is that is that don't shut down the conversation. Keep the conversation open. But if it gets to a point where you're like, hey, you know they're dating someone, pull them and say, let's talk about it instead of hide it and pretend it's not happening. 
Jason, what are some of your thoughts on this? Man, I mean, you hit it on the head, no question, with the relationship side of things and the maturity. You know, I like you said, I have kids this age, meaning 17, 16, 15. And that's a, that's a crazy thing. The, uh, what's interesting is you're right. There are certain kids that you're like, no, you can't even function properly to have a relationship. Right There's now. adults like that. that well, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I just say, hey, you know, this isn't the right time or place for you to have a relationship. But then there are, we do have children that has been very interesting to me to think, gosh, these kids are actually mature enough to do something that works for them in a relationship. And actually they function better when they're in some style of a relationship. It's structured. It's structured for that. For one of our children in particular, this child has to have a relationship in that sense for them to be spot on with homework, with getting up on time, with going to bed on time. It's very interesting. But then when you find out that they want to hang out with this relationship every single day mm. and that becomes a real challenge where you say okay these are the expectations as a parent and this is what we want to know from you and if you hold hands we'd like to know what that was like and if you kiss we'd like to know uh how that went for you and uh, and so we're talking through these things with them and then I'm telling you, we get the funniest, best stories of all time. <laughs> I mean, oh, we, we find out more about these children by the relationships that they're having with these friends of theirs. And they want to tell you, right, Jason? They want to tell us. They're, they're so excited. And then other times we've had it where they've had to break up. And to be candid, we're sitting there like, well, thank goodness the, that's kind of over. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But also we're like, well, let's see what happens as they're now kind of more of a single person. And what's interesting is that either way that they go, uh, we're, we're just encouraging them consistently to be communicative, to mm. be trustworthy, to know our boundaries and rules, and to know that they have them too. We're not going to be able to dictate everything that they do, but we can be that you know, listening ear ready to always be there for them. And I feel that that's the epitome of social health within the home. Mm. Yeah, you know, when you brought that up, it reminded me of a conversation um, that I had with a mom one time. She was really hardcore. Like this mom was like, I'm not going to let my daughter date like ever and then would laugh about it. And the mom and the daughter would be like, no, my mom's serious. And I looked at her and said, no, I'm not serious. Maybe a little bit yeah. like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and it was, I was like, damn, this mom's real hardcore, like super mm. hardcore. Doesn't want her daughter to date. If you date, she was only allowed to go on two dates with the same person. Like there was all these strict rules and the girl's going into her senior year of high school. Right. Wow. So I remember we had a conversation this is one of my better comebacks. Um, the mom said, you know, what? I, I'm sorry. I just had some bad things happen to me in high school dating. Um, my daughter, you know, she's, she's a beautiful girl. You know, I know boys, you know, that whole entire speech. I said, okay. I said, so you don't want your daughter to date, even though she's going to senior high school. She said, well, I mean, she can date, but like, I don't want her going on more than two dates with the same person. Mm. I said, okay. I said, so do you want your daughter to be good at dating and to figure out how to like, how to date the right guy? Or do you want her to never date at all? Mm. And she goes, well, of course I want her to be good at dating and date the right guy. She's just not ready to do that and can't make those decisions quite yet. 
I looked there. I said, okay, well, how's she supposed to get good at it if she doesn't practice it? And the mom said, well, she can practice it when she's in college and, and she has the freedom. I go, oh, so when she gets to college, she's not able to date the same guy more than twice, but I mean, in high school, but when she gets to college, now when you're not around, she's mm-hmm. now going to make good decisions. It's going to be hard. Obviously, that was checkmate. I won that argument. Yeah, easily. <laughs> right? <laughs> and the dad was sitting there like just kind of like this, like looking in the sky like he didn't know what was going on. He didn't make a comment because right. he knew because he was more on my side. Like, the daughter's a good girl. She wasn't getting in trouble. Just the mom had a bad experience in high school, really bad experience, and was traumatized by it. So I get it. And that's not your daughter, and that's not the same experience. And when you talked about that, Jason, it's like – it really is like depending upon the kid, some kids actually need those experiences in high school. Mm. They need them. And you know what's interesting, David, is that the fact that, you know, some of these kids, they're, they're obviously going through all of their stuff that they've got anyway. And we as parents are mostly just traumatized by what we went through or we think they're going to go through. We're trying to prevent everything when in reality they need to experience some of those. Mm-hmm. I think also the definition of dating is important in this, in this conversation. Right. So in some parts of the United States, dating is different than if you're talking to a person in Utah in that culture. You know, like <laughs> dating in Utah is just like you, you might hold hands by the 17th date. <laughs> that is different than someone who's dating in L.A. or in uh, yeah. Houston. I mean, let's just be candid. The Carlsbad, where I grew up. Carlsbad, yeah. So I'm just saying, like, and and that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying that every place has a definition of what dating is within the culture. Mm-hmm. And so as long as we're talking to the children about, hey, this is what we expect. You know, if if you're going to be doing certain things before marriage, we in our home we don't uh, do that. And so we're we're going to give you guidelines as to what we expect. And if we cross those, then we have to figure out a consequence through the parenting agreement, which you talk about, which is so ingenious and has helped us so much with the dating as well. So I think that's important too. Oh, very important. Can I add a quick question for you too? You know, being that um, this is a good dynamic too. So do things change if it's a boy or a girl? For some parents it does. What do you think, Jason? I, yeah, I mean, uh, I know for sure that it does in a lot of homes, and um, I think it all depends on that child, no question, either sex. Yeah, I, I know my, my son, you know, he's such a mama's boy, such a good boy, like he's just, just such a gentleman, stuff like that. My wife, there'll be like once a week where he's being super cute, and she'll look at him, she's like, I swear. If a girl F's his heart up and breaks his heart, I will do. She gets super right. mama bear. I'm like, it's funny. Like she's more worried about him getting his heart broken. And I'm more worried about someone messing with my daughter. Not that yeah. she's not worried about that, but she's a female. Mm-hmm. I'm scared. Cause I don't know what it's like to have guys hit on me all the time. Right. I'm, I'm not like, I, I've never lived that right. As a guy, I don't care unless you're some sort of superstar musician or whatever. Mm-hmm. In high school, it's not like you just go up to any girl and every girl will say, yes, take me. I will be your girlfriend, right? <laughs> so, you know, my wife doesn't worry about as much as that, but I worry more about with my with with my daughter. She worries more about the son. I think Jason's right, too. It depends on the actual kid, too, not necessarily just the gender. You know, you may have a son that's like, man, he's got his stuff together for the most part, does everything. So you're not necessarily worried about him, like, doing something wrong or 
you know, saying something stupid online. Cause you know, boys, some boys have a tendency to run their mouth, send yep. text messages, that locker room talk. And then that gets screenshotted and sent to someone's parent. Mm. And then in today's world, man, that, that could kill your reputation really, really quickly. And mm. the, in the worst cases, there's some guys who are actually, it's, it's very, it's very real. Like they're real F boys out there. Right. Right. So, so for me, that's scary for my daughter. Kay, I know you have, I know you have daughters. Rojo, I know you have sons. Just listening to me and Jason talk about this, I, I want to know what your guys' thoughts are. Because I know when my kids were younger, I was always thinking like, <laughs> dang, dude, what's that going to be like when they have to date? That's weird, man. That's just weird to think about. <laughs> well, uh, well, um, I'll, I'll take it right now, Kay, because for me, I'm still learning it as well as a parent. And like, cause what you said is wonderful. And Jason, what you said is wonderful too. Because when I think about it as me being a dad and looking at my son, I'm like, I want him to date in between, you know, 13, 14. And like the way I'm thinking is like, oh, yeah, get some, get a practice runs, you know, like a couple <laughs> dates here and there. You know, you start learning, start learning how to be better right. at dating or be worse at dating. But yeah. then it, it is it is still a little scary because like what you said, Jason, like uh, not saying a woman, but any other partner can really make my like can make your kid be like so much better where it's like be more responsible like, like responsibility they start showing that they care they start doing things a little bit differently because my son is talking to the girl that's making him feel like hey whatever yeah. she says like if she say hey like you need to really like get your sleep he probably will go to sleep. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, <laughs> you know, like, I go to sleep hey, without saying anything. Hey, so are you saying women have an influence over men, Rojo? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, but, but see, but then it, it, can, it, can be, it can go both ways because it can be a very positive experience where it's like, for me, it, it saves me from like saying something to my son where it's just like, she told you to do the dishes, you know, she understands it, you know, but then yeah. also it can go the other way as well where you might be completely heartbroken and then like, you know, you start going through that depression stage or going through that stage of like, I'm not good enough and things like mm. that. See, so it, it it can go both ways. And that's like going off what Jason was saying. Then like going off what you said, cause it's like, you know, you start thinking about the dating of being open communication, open, like being open about it. I recently just was watching this show on Apple TV called Swagger. And the dad was very open with his son that was in the eighth grade. Because his son was starting to feel this girl, you know, he was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm sending her, I'm, I'm trying to send, I'm trying to send signals, but she ain't catching it. And the dad was able to talk to him about what he went through. And the son was able to talk about what he's trying to do. And that relationship opened up everything. And it made me feel like, you know, that's the type of relationship I want is where my son can at least come talk yeah. to me about whatever it is you want to talk to me about. And I can try my best to share what I have, what I have went through and also listen to what he's doing because new era, new generation, everything changes. Mm -hmm. Like you said, cause man, it can, a reputation can be killed. Like right Ooh. now in this era, very fast. Did you talk and about being canceled? Sudden, yeah. Being canceled. Then talk much. You want to change schools. It's like, this ain't like, you know, it can, it can really destroy um, a child. And that's the only thing that scares me about like yeah. the era. It's like every year things changes, but me as a parent, I have to be able to understand that my son he's going to start liking people and really starting to yep. feel for people. And I have to be there and hoping I can get this relationship where it's opened up for us and where we can talk about it. But then also got to be able to control what you were saying, Jason, about how it can make them be, it can make a child be really good on top of things, on top of things. But then what about the other part? Because heartbreaks <laughs> happens mm -hmm. and oh, it's, yeah. and it's going to happen. You got to learn how to take it. So that was all good, inf good information. And like, from, like I said, 
I would love for my son to date between age 13 and 14, but I'm not going to put any any type of limitations on it. I would really yeah. hope that he can open up and talk to me about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I like Ooh. it. Okay, okay. What do yeah. you think? What are your thoughts? You don't care who dates your daughters? No, no. Ooh, I'm about to be like Mike Lowry and uh, what's called at the door. Like, hey, hey, whoa, 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 what's going on? What's going on? Hey, no, you know, I think you know, I think if you and Rojo, like, well, Rojo, you don't have daughters, but if you ever seen that Fifty Cent, uh, in that one uh, uh scene of uh, what's the TV show that he has? Uh, you power. About power. Yeah. So you see that scene, uh, you're going to date my daughter, take it to, so this kid shows up to take his daughter to the, to the prom. You haven't seen this on YouTube. Okay. Whoever's listening to this, go on there and watch this on the YouTube. Garage. He takes him in the garage yes. and he closes yeah. the garage door and it was like big old Samoan dudes, black dudes, all these homies were all standing there. He's like, Hey man, so you take my daughter out. I consider you family. And so now it's your, so my whole entire life, it's been my job to keep her safe. Now it's your job to keep her safe. And we're all, all of us here, all counting on you doing a really good job. <laughs> it was that low key gangster, like he said it without saying it, right, Jason? Yes, yes. No, Ooh. honestly, when I saw that, I thought of your family, Cause. I'm yeah. serious. I thought <laughs> this must have been how Cause grew up, honestly. It's exactly how it was in my, it's exactly how it was in my family. So, what's up, you know? <laughs> Man, that, that that's going to be similar to me because with all yeah. my with all my aunties and uncles and me being like the first one to have grandchildren for everyone, that's how my family's going to be. But for you know, just listening to you guys, just like Rojo said, I'm over here taking notes. Like my first <laughs> thought when I'm writing down in my my uh my iPhone is build bridges and not walls, right? And then when you build the bridge, it allows them the kids to be more vulnerable with you. And then once they're vulnerable, that's where you can have that connection come in that you were talking about, about being compassionate, empathetic about their situation. So when they do start, you know, telling you a little bit about certain feelings, you can come from a place of understanding so that, you know, you can be like, OK, well, tell me more about it. And then when you tell me more about it, they're excited. They're like, oh, shoot, daddy or mommy wants me to tell them more about it. You know, because, yeah. you know, my, my little girl, she's five years old. She goes to Kitty Academy and, you know, they do a little lessons things. And one of the kids, his name's Bradley. And she comes home like, man, me and Bradley played all day together. I'm like, oh, at first I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> who, who, who's Bradley? Like, what, yeah. what's going on? Like, who's Bradley? And she was Bradley like, Cooper? Who's Bradley? Like, Bradley. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, Bradley, who's Bradley? And she was like, my friend, my best friend. And I was like, okay, let me chill. So I just start asking her questions. Like, what makes him your best friend? And she was like, well, he pulled the chair out so I could sit down. And I was like, oh, that's a respectful kid. And then yeah, yeah. what Rojo was saying, it yeah. made me think about the certain things that I maybe need to do to show her more of, you know, how men should represent females. Yeah. You know, in that case, like, yeah. so when I'm, around, when I'm around my wife, like, let me give her a kiss, can I give her a kiss? So it's making me show my daughter how she needs to be treated by an individual or a man. And so, Absolutely. like, hearing you guys talk about that made me realize, like, well, I need to step it up a little bit more so that it can not brainwash her, but it can give her a visual of what she needs to go and capture from another individual, especially if I'm not there. So um, I loved it listening to you guys. Don't allow your trauma to cast a weight on your children. You know, so that's that's one thing I took from you guys. Don't allow my personal trauma of, oh, you shouldn't be dating of 17. You know, don't allow my traumas from back in my day dictate how you going to move forward. So I appreciate you guys for that. That was fantastic. Mm. You know, and on a side note, uh, Kay, I'll tell you what, and this is, we'll probably end on this because it'll be deep, uh, probably not the best thing to end on, but deep. Um, I, I wish this wasn't true, but a lot of times when I talk to girls, 
teenage girls that reported um, being sexually abused or taken advantage of by one of their peers, a boy specifically. A lot of these relationships, relationships that they weren't supposed to be having, relationships that were in secret. And it made a lot of sense why they're hiding this relationship. It was a shameful thing. This boy was giving them attention for their looks and stuff like that. The girls feeling insecure, knew that the parents wouldn't be okay with talking to this boy, but it was so exciting because some boys, you know, they have that real ability of getting girls to feel great about themselves, but they just want to hook up with them. Right. A lot of these times when that happened, the girl did not, uh, let people know that she was feeling uncomfortable in these situations that she was being asked to do things that she didn't want to do until it was so far gone that the girl then was like, Hey, listen, like when they told me and said, my parents don't know, nobody doesn't know. And I'm like, why not? And usually the response was like, they weren't supposed to be in that situation. In the first place, it was a secret. So that's why I said in the very beginning that we got to be really careful as parents that we're not trying to parent so good that we don't allow the bridge to be open. Mm. That we we have it shut. If we have that bridge shut down all the time, because no, the rule in our in our country is that you don't date until this age. So don't even talk to me about it. It's not in question. It's not for conversation. That's it. In my opinion, parents that do that, they're not living in reality. They're trying to pretend like they're like their parents. They don't remember what that was felt to have no opportunity to plead your case no opportunity to talk about your situation. And then that can potentially lead to situations where they have to go behind closed doors, behind your back. And anything that happens in those situations, what you think they're going to come and tell you what happens if something bad happens. Unfortunately, the answer that's usually no. Nope. Wow. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for that. And thank you for the parent that, uh, that asked for that question. And as always, you can follow us on social media, on Instagram. I'm at David underscore K O Z L O W S K I, uh, Jason, how can they follow you? Jason Hewlett. If you can spell Hewlett, good luck. <laughs> I've been, I spell wrong every time I try to spell your name. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's even on my printer, Hewlett Packard. It's just H yeah. E W L E T T. <laughs> How about you, Rojo? Since we're going oldest to youngest. Uh, well, on Instagram, it's uh, Robert L. Johnson 32. And then on Twitter, it's the Rojo 32. Okay. For me, the youngest, it is for Instagram and Twitter, it's K Scott underscore two. K Scott underscore two. I forgot about right. LinkedIn and LinkedIn. Oh, yeah, and on LinkedIn too. Okay. All right, you guys. Well, thank you very much. And for all you uh, listeners out there, like we've been saying, we got our own little new tagline for OG therapy if you haven't picked up on it yet. When life, relationship struggles got you down on your knees, no need to worry. You come talk and listen to your OGs. Until next time, have a good one.